what is Ascension and how am I participating in it? Ascension is the natural evolution of our spiritual heritage. It's where we are within the bigger scheme of things. We are in a point in history, uh, a millennial of a recycling of consciousness, and it's now coming to a tipping point where many people are waking up. So I would call Ascension uh, a form of mass awakening, but it also happens on a collective level and an individual level. This has been one of my passions for a decade at least. Um, mm. I'm committed to helping with the the ascension of humanity. And mm. so I start with myself, just like everyone does. So it's, it's up to us individually to raise our vibration, purify our field, become impeccable, reach for higher dimensions, just become, just become our better human self. So constantly improving, constantly reaching for something higher, constantly creating a better connection to spirit. That's what it is until you just suddenly become spirit. So ascension is a process of refining one's field of coherence. You got to accentuate the positive. Wow! I feel good. A little bit of feel good goes a long way. You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just bad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? Hello and welcome to 2018. First show kicked off. This is the first show kicking off for 82. Media this year, accentuating the positive, only because I took January off to work on a book series that I'm doing, and all the other guests I had lined up for this month <laughs> seemed to fall away. Someone didn't get her book out, so she postponed. Someone's internet didn't work. My internet didn't work, and then somebody else had to postpone because she wasn't in a in a country where we could do so. So, welcome to the first show for 2018, and we're kicking off the show with the wonderful and fabulous Giselle Coy, who's the founder of the Conscious Media Festival. She's a galactic goddess. Uh, look, let me read your bio, a blogger, a designer, so many things. Welcome to the show, Giselle. Thank you, Karen. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. So, I found you online last year talking to the beautiful Matt Belair on his show, and I was just loving what you have to say. So this is what I loved. Last year on the show, we talked, on my show, we talked galactic, we talked life after death, we talked consciousness, we talked, oh, we talked everything. I tend to talk about everything. And I haven't really seen anyone else that talked like it's just all rounded in the whole conscious conversation. And I thought, wow, you are. And I'll tell you what else happened at the end of last year, crypto. So you were talking all of it and crypto, and I thought I'd have to have, get you on the show to have a chat with you about who you are, what you know, and what you're doing with the Conscious Music Festival. So let's just kick the it Conscious off. Conscious Media Festival. Conscious Media Festival. Conscious Media Festival, yeah. Well, that's something I want to talk about too. You know, media incorporates music, books, podcasting, TV, writing, all of it. It, it, it incorporates all of it. So let me just kick, let me kick it off with you. Like, how did you get into, like, what was your ascension all about? So the people that are watching the show are people that are awakening 
or they're awakened and they're like new world teachers. I call them the new world teachers or the difference makers or change makers or light workers, whatever you want to call them. And they're like, okay, so now I know what do I do with my knowledge? Like, how do I get it out there? How do I disseminate what I know? Do I write a book? Do I blog? Do I do a podcast? So how did it, how did it happen for you? Okay. Can we break that question down? Are you talking about my awakening? Yeah. Or are you talking about what the Conscious Media Festival does? Well, we'll get, in, we'll get into the Conscious Media Festival later, but your awakening. Okay. So I w I'm going to start with what's relevant. I would say about four years ago, I started channeling and it came to right. me very abruptly. I have been a meditator for over a decade. Yeah. So I am a very disciplined meditator. I believe in that wholeheartedly. I meditate every single day for at least an hour. I don't think you can have enough quiet, still time in your life to reflect and to hear the inner guidance. It's so important. Like life is just a constant battle of keeping yourself clear so you can hear, feel, and see the next right step, which is in alignment. So I would say when I started channeling, it all happened. I was driving through the desert one time and uh, was guided to pull over to a coffee shop and a message from the Ashtar command came through and I was like, all this energy just came through my body and I was sitting at this little coffee shop in this little town in New Mexico and uh, I was guided to put it on Facebook with a picture of an angel. I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. What are people going to think? Channeled by Giselle Coy, the Ashtar Command. And it was a beautiful message for humanity and the reason I did it was because there was so much love that came through. I could feel it on a cellular level coming through my body. And then I was guided to hit the button share. And that's one of the things about channeling. If you don't share it, why would you be a channel? That's the whole point. So I did share it. And then I kind of just like, I really got into it because you are flooded with a kind of energy that is divine, higher vibrational, it's source energy that's coming through you. And so I just opened myself up for that and got even more disciplined, started getting up at four in the morning. And then a whole series of books came through me, uh, all the cosmic rays and books about being in a spiritual community. and just kind of, I really enjoyed that lifestyle for several years where I would just get up at four channel, type it up, publish books. I still have four books written that I haven't published that are already done and ready to go. They'll come out someday. So that's how I got started. And then um, to go from there, I started hanging out in Sedona with a lot of friends. I met some galactic friends. Yeah. And just kind of my galactic self, meaning, and all that means is knowing you're a part of a, of a neighborhood that is bigger than Earth. And that's when you make that connection, that's, that's becoming galactic. Yeah. So we're channeling more, hanging out with more galactic friends in Sedona. And I realized all we do, and you're exactly the exact person that I'm talking to. There's so many of us that are conscious media creators. We have a need and a calling to share conscious content and messages, which is why you're doing your show. Totally. And so it's just, it's like a calling. It's like, we don't have a choice. We just want to do Absolutely. it. And we do it. Absolutely. So why don't we build a festival and get this tribe together mm. of all these people that have a conscious voice, get it to work in the media, help people find their platform, help give them resources, inspiration, education, new contacts, networks, everything they need to go further on this path. And so that's how the festival is created. And we have so many people that are doing amazing things that are from last year to this year, people that have launched new things that have We'll get into that later, but it's really a wonderful way of, of finding like mind and finding ways to, to help each other. 
Look, I hear, I hear, girl, really. I, um, I, look, what I, I love it. I love the idea and I want to do it down here. Like I want to do, I'm thinking maybe 2020, we'll get you down here and get you as an ambassador, you know, like they should be everywhere, conscious media. Because, so I'm a teacher of teachers and the people that I attract are the people that are awakening. And then, as you say, like now that I know this stuff, like now that I'm channeling and now that I'm receiving this information, it's not just for me. You know, when you awaken, when you open to source and you start channeling from wherever you're channeling, it could be galactic, it could be Jesus, it could be the council of light overseeing our planet. It could be from anywhere, right? It could be your future self. It could be your past self. It could be just part of your higher self or your spiritual team. It's, it's given to you because you're there to give it to others and a lot of people when they start channeling like you're just this brave courageous amazing woman love you thank you you're like okay i'm receiving this now i need to put it in a book and get out there but what most people do is they go now i'm receiving it people are going to think i'm crazy there's just so much like people are going to think i'm crazy because not everyone's in a conscious community you know some people i i interviewed uh, michaela sheldon last year and she was a sucker mom. I'm going to use the American accent, sucker mom. And she just was in a lot of pain. And she found meditation to alleviate her pain because the doctors couldn't help her. And when she started meditating, I love this, she started channeling the, you know, like everybody was coming through her. She's just such an open channel. And she wasn't around anyone that knew, you know, how to help her. So she had to go and find people. And I think that's happening to a lot of people in this awakening process. They just think they're the kind of normal people. They're not looking at conscious podcasts and then stuff is happening, whether it's pain in their body or they're depressed and they want to kill themselves. Like I have a client who wanted to kill herself and she Googled online what happens when you die and that started her awakening process. And now she's blogging and channeling and yeah, in two years she's doing that. So, so this platform is is a place where people can go like, okay, now I've got this information, what do I do with it? Do I put it in a book? Do I put it in a blog? I've got another friend, or not a friend, well, a client friend, and she's amazing with her channeling. And she's like, I'm not gonna do a blog. <laughs> I don't wanna do a blog. Like, but what else do you do with the information? Okay, well, then write a book. Write a book, start a podcast, sing a song. You can do a video, a vlog. Vlog. There, you can do, um, you can do Facebook Live. There's so many things you can do. You just have to find what you're comfortable with. Yeah, you have to exactly. find your level of production that you're comfortable with. Some people like to do things really polished. Like they don't want to appear anywhere unless it's a very polished message. Some people want to just throw a camera up in their face and just be on the go and do Facebook Live. Um, you just have to like practice at it. It takes, it takes time to get comfortable doing that. And so you just find what feels good. And then you find what, what sends the energy back to you like after you do it. What was feeling what was feeling satisfying? How was source flowing through you in the different in the different media that you were working with? All the above. It's just like a discovery process. Yeah, exactly. Well, for many, actually, for me, it took me ten years to put my face on video. I I was comfortable. Like I went on radio about ten years ago, but um, you know, my guides were saying, "Get yourself on YouTube. Get yourself on YouTube." And I'm like, "No, no, no," because I'm just I'm doing. I'm old and I'm fat and I'm not good enough, like crazy, right? Crazy. But then at some point, at some point, your message or the information you're receiving is so much more important than what you think of yourself or what you think other people will think of yourself. You know, you've got to get over all that. 
that's a personal growth workshop in itself, putting your face on a video. It really is. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like 100%. Or even if you're like a singer or a, a sound healer, hearing your voice recorded for the first time, mm-hmm. you know, people have, to, people have to get used to hearing themselves in the third person. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. I tell you what, being on radio and listening, because I used to edit my shows and, and podcast them. So I listened to myself every week. Like I did that every week. And that's amazing. That's amazing to help you speak in a way where you're not going, um, uh, well, you know, it's just like when you hear that, when you're listening back to yourself, it's just, that's just noise. That's just thinking time. But um, listening to radio, I love radio because it cuts out the visual and you listen differently because in the visual, you know, I can look at her, you and say, Oh, isn't she pretty? Look at her house, you know, and we're distracted by the visual. But when you haven't got the visual and you're just listening to a voice, I think you listen deeper. Actually. I think it's a deeper. I, I prefer listening. audio actual, actually. Do you? Do yeah, you? I like working with my voice. All of our voices are coded with so much information mm-hmm. that they communicate a lot. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay, so crypto. I know we've got we're, we're going to speed through this because you're we've only got forty minutes with you today. How did you get into the crypto? The crypto hit me like a ton of bricks at the end of last year. People have been talking about it for a couple of years. You know the blockchain and this, and it was something like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to look at that later. I'm going to look at that later. It's something else I need to learn. I don't have time. I'm going to look at that later. But my guides just took me by the hand and led me into crypto last year. It's like get in there girl how did you get involved with it well i come from it from the point of view of helping to build new earth so when i when i look from a higher pr- perspective i see a lot of us now stepping into these new roles building all the new institutions everything that's being built on new earth and fifth dimension so of course currency money has to be upgraded and by no means am i an expert in cryptocurrency but what i do know is it's time for a change and this is a, a new system coming online that whose time has come. You have to take some time to educate yourself. This is the thing where I think a lot of people get hung up. Like you really need to take 30 minutes and get educated on what blockchain technology is. Mm. And then once you get that, you kind of grok it. It's like it's a decentralization aspect. And that can be applied to all industries. Look at Airbnb. That is simply decentralizing lodging. Instead of going through hotels and that whole system, you're actually just working with another homeowner staying at their house. Uber, huge success, decentralizing mm. transportation mm. and uh, taxi driving. So there's no there's no one person running. It's all running itself. It's a self-regulating system. So that's what's happening in the banking and financial industry. And that's a simple way to look at it. It's just taking the, the head of it out, taking the, the head of the triangle out, making everyone equal and everyone is accountable to each other in the self-regulating system so that's big news and that's where money is headed i really feel like that the next two years are going to be a wild west show because there are so many icos coming on board there's so many networks coming on board everything is shaking out it's really dramatic it's like kind of like the gold rush you know all these new players coming in and uh there's a lot happening and it's kind of one way to look at it is just to be an innocent neutral bystander and watch it the other one is to find some things that resonate with you and jump in look for things that are backed by gold look for things that you know do your homework so you know what's happening look for the things that are already making money so i really do promote cryptocurrency i think it's the next wave at least for the next two years i think we're going to see a lot of changes and so i put together a panel for the festival 
with the godfather of BitShares, who is Stan Larimer. His son is a, a developer for who's developed a lot of blockchain and in, in, throughout the whole history of blockchain. Um, Michael Taggart, who's CEO of Cryptonomex. Tony Lane Casserly, Casserly, who's the Joan of Arc of uh, blockchain herself. And <laughs> tremendous. These, these are like really pioneers in the field. So we're going to do a panel with them. And it's kind of like, where do consciousness and cryptocurrency meet? Let's look at it from that point of view. We're not just having technical presentations about Ethereum versus Bitcoin versus BitShare versus, you know, which one do I buy? It's really not that. It's like, let's look at the implications for mankind, for consciousness. And let's, most importantly, Karen, let's see it as a conscious movement of money being decentralized and spreading around in a different kind of way. So it's not controlled by anyone. That's the main thing. If the system is not controlled by one faction or one person, isn't that a whole new ballgame? Yes, it is. A whole new ballgame. It's a whole new ballgame. You know, it's really interesting when you get involved. For people that don't know what cryptocurrency is, it's a new form of money. And I think that you explained it quite well because there might be people listening to this going, what are these two girls talking about? I have no idea. But um, and Bitcoin being the first, the first uh, venture in, and a lot of people, there's been a lot of Bitcoin millionaires. That's been going out, you know, on for about eight or nine years. It was, uh, it's a cryptography. It, it was on a cryptography site. Someone put out this, this, this code, this system of sharing on the internet because what we do, it, and so one of my favorite is Andreas Antonopoulos, who is, I call him the world authority. If you watched any of his videos, he's fantastic. On the, on the, hmm? Andreas Antonopoulos, he goes, he just spends 365 days just educating people around the blockchain and, and Bitcoin. And it's, I'll send you a link. Andreas, he's uh, born in England, grew up in Greek descent, grew up in the United States. Andreas Antonopoulos, and uh, he was—he's uh, spoken to the Canadian government about it. He's spoken to universities about it. He just—he, you know, people want to know about Bitcoin. They call on Andreas, and he is—he, um, you know, he's talking like he got into it because of the technology, but he can see what the blockchain is going to do to humanity. So now he's talking like he's—he's he's a force out there. He's a disruptor. Now he's talking about oh. disrupting all these systems, like you were talking about how Uber and Airbnb disrupted systems. So the transport system, but he even talks about how you can decentralize even those systems. So you've got Airbnb or you've got Uber, which is a company that's, in, that's controlling, you know, what you're doing with your house or your car. But with the blockchain, he talks about, you can have completely peer to peer because you've just got it on the blockchain. So it sits on the blockchain. So it's like a computer program and you cut out the Uber or the Airbnb and you just have a completely peer-to-peer. -peer. So this is what the blockchain is doing to humanity. It's making, it's making contracts or um, agreements between two people that are on the internet that you can't hack into. And so in this third dimensional paradigm where we don't trust anybody, you know, it creates a platform where we can, we can talk about trust when exchanging value. And, that's a really uh, good point. I think yeah. that's one of the big points. It's like, it's, when I say self-regulating, it's like you can't cheat the system. It's like it's these bots that are doing the system. So it's, it's not like there's no human being that has a say-so in it. It's, it's like it's a system exactly. that works itself. And that's where the trust comes in. That's where the trust factor actually is, is deleted 
you don't need a trust factor. There's no one, there's no, there's no way for a human input to get in there. Do you agree with that? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. There are a few conscious people out there, a few channels talking about don't go, don't get involved in cryptocurrency. So I asked my gang, my mob about them. And they said, well, they're actually further on because cryptocurrency is a bit like the internet. I mean, when I did all my energy healings when I was in my thirties, and we were communicating telepathically and looking inside bodies and healing and doing all this sort of stuff. You look at the current, you know, allopathic system and it's completely dinosaur archaic compared to what we were doing. And, and then the internet, you know, creates this connection and communication. But there are the star kids that, you know, are on the grid that are all talking to each other psychically. So they've got this internal internet. But the internet and cryptocurrency is leading us in that direction it's creating a technology that's showing us what we can do with this technology it's but it's showing us on a on a you know hardware technology instead of using our internal technology so i know that there's a lot of conscious people saying no don't get into cryptocurrency because they're looking at a world where the exchange of money is not necessary anymore because there is a complete trust system and so everything is shared and communicated I think that's probably not going to happen in my lifetime, but you know, it's a nice place to go. It's like where we're headed. And I think that, you know, the internet and tech and, and cryptocurrency is getting us there. It's getting us there. Exactly. I feel like it's a, it's a, I feel like it's an interim step to something yeah. else. I really do. Yeah. Um, it's about Ubuntuism, Ubuntu. Ubuntu. Yeah. Yeah. The contribution. That's another interesting model, which is all about um, contributionism as a way of sharing resources. Yeah, exactly. There's no one contributing. Um, that guy that left the planet recently that started, he created that um, city. Oh, anyway, I can't remember his name. He spoke about it too. Like he spoke, it is the future. It's something to aim for. Uh, maybe our children will see it in their lifetime. I don't think I'll see it in my lifetime. But I asked my, Andreas Antonopoulos talked about crypto and he said it will be adopted in the mainstream in about 15 years. So I asked my mob and I said, is that true? And he, they said, no, they said four to five years, it'll be in the mainstream. Yeah. yeah. So meaning that you go to the shop with your card, you can pay Visa, you know, debit card, Ethereum, Bitcoin, Litecoin, you know, you've got a choice on this card to pay with crypto or the current paradigm and cash will be eventually cash will be, you know, obsolete we won't have i think it's already happening i think a lot of the platforms already have cards they have they're calling them the on-ramps and the on the off-ramps but i think a lot of them are doing deals with mastercard and visa and setting that up now i think it's like going to be available really yeah. soon yeah okay so i'm going to ask you some big questions for people that are watching what do you think ascension is all about for people that want to know like what is ascension and how am i participating in it Ascension is the natural evolution of our spiritual heritage. It's where we are within the bigger scheme of things. We are in a point in history, uh, a millennial of a recycling of consciousness, and it's now coming to a tipping point where many people are waking up. So I would call ascension uh, a form of mass awakening, but it also happens on a collective level and an individual level. This has been one of my passions for a decade at least, um, mm. I'm committed to helping with the the ascension of humanity. And mm. so I start with myself, just like everyone does. So it's, it's up to us individually to raise our vibration, purify our field, become impeccable, 
reach for higher dimensions, just become, just become our better human self. So constantly improving, constantly reaching for something higher, constantly creating a better connection to spirit. That's what it is until you just suddenly become spirit. So ascension is a process of refining one's field of coherence would be my definition. Beautiful. Love it. Say that again. Ascension is a process of refining one's field of coherence. I love it. I love it. So raising your vibration, how do people keep their vibration high in your opinion? Oh, there's so many ways. There's yeah. like start with the body, keeping your body pure, keeping your body fit and healthy, eating organic foods, um, taking your vibrational diet. It's not just about food. It's about the toxic toxicity of your environment. Where do you live? What is the quality of your air? How do you spend your days? What is the level of toxicity in your relationships and how you do business, how you earn your living, how you spend your time? So it's really thinking about every second of how you live your life and what level of consciousness is in there. And that's the vibrational diet. It's what are you feeding yourself through the internet? How much computer time are you having? Are you watching mindless television? Are you watching the news, which is the same news it's been for 10,000 years? Bad news. Are you watching um, movies that are really hard on the, on the electric system, the, the, the system of your body that your nervous system is very sensitive? And so you're constantly becoming more sensitive, more refined, um, and improving yourself through your psychology, through your spirit, through your mind, through your body, in every way. It's like a commitment to just choosing to live a life that is, that is really higher vibration. And, mm. and, that, and then sometimes you notice, and you, I know how this is with everyone, you're just not feeling quite right. And I will actually have a checklist. I'll go, okay, something's not right. Let's look at my list of vibrational diet. What is in my field that's super toxic? Well, you know, I have these relationships and I'm not really doing anything about them. I know they're not the healthiest thing, but it's easier just to kind of let it go, maybe in business or personally. And so you kind of compromise yourself here. And then you kind of get lazy about, you know, I really don't know if I want to get up and meditate or go to the gym or why don't I just go eat some fast food? You know, all these little teeny tiny choices we make every day. And until where we're just kind of like, there's like a little downhill slide in your overall vibration. Mm. Um, and we all know this, right? So, so carefully. So we just, we just monitor all, every aspect of our lives. Yeah, you know what I, I really feel? Because I look around, Sydney is a very conscious place. There's a yoga studio on every corner. You know, once upon a time, there used to be a pub on every corner. Now there's a yoga studio. And everyone walks around in yoga pants. Well, where I live anyway, I live in a kind of a trendy suburb. And uh, there are a lot of amazing conscious people that are not, they're not doing the day-to-day -day mental thing. They're still getting caught up in judgment, in he said, she said, in what do you think of me? in judgment and i think that that's the biggest thing in criticism in judgment that you can you can have the best diet you can have the best yoga practice you can have the best you know meditation practice but if you're still judging your fellow human being and saying you're wrong and i'm right if you're still all about me it's like what's in it for me what about me what about me what about me instead of what what's in it for we like everything i do is about how i contribute to the collective like we are one we are one we are one we're moving into that collective consciousness. I think that's where people get tripped up because the ego is such a powerful force, has been, okay, has been, has been a powerful force on our world. And the ego says, it's me. So it's the me, it's the I, it's that singular identity. 
And um, so we can get a little caught up in the eye, even inside the conscious community. You know, my yoga practice, my meditation practice, my diet, and forget about the how do I nurture humanity? How do I nurture the all? I heard something the other day about judgment, and it was judging other people is a reflection of still judging yourself. Absolutely. So I thought about that, and it's true. It's almost like the answer to everything is more self-love. Yeah. Isn't that just like an answer to every single problem? Like, okay, where am I not loving myself in that area? Where am I not? Where am I still judging myself in those areas? So I think it's like an endless process of deeper and deeper self-love. Everything is solved through self-love. Totally. And, uh, and then, and the judgment thing with others, it's just, you know, we can't control what other people do, and it does exist. but if we stop judging ourselves, then the judgment of others doesn't enter into our field as much, I believe. Totally. Like, yeah. Or it's life, like, life is a mirror. Life is a mirror. Everyone's reflecting who you are. So what you see in somebody else, like, you are awesome, is you. And like, oh, I hate that about you, is you. So it's just like life is mirroring back to us the dominant thought forms that we're dealing with, right? Because, you know, okay. two people can... Two people can look at one person and to see totally different things, totally different. Like it's like they're looking at a different person because they're really only seeing what's, what's, you know, active within their own vibration. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So recently I had, you know, a client on my, I have a little group webinar group and there's been some mass shooting. I haven't actually seen it. I don't watch the news, but she's saying as an empath, how can I cope with this terrible news? You know, how can I feel good when I see humanity doing this to each other? What would you say to her about that? Was this the thing that happened like yesterday? Yeah, I haven't watched the news, so I have no idea what it's about. So um, I was in a staff meeting with the festival yesterday. We were all, we're all in different parts of the world. We're all on a video call. Right. And I was, I was bringing a higher energy report, channeling a message to all of us working on the festival. Right. And then somebody looked at her phone and she goes, oh, my God, there was a mass shooting at my old high school. Right. And right in the middle of the meeting, I said, well, you know what? Can we just put that aside for a minute? <laughs> we're having a meeting here. And I said, you know, it's another distraction. Now, that may sound cold, but when I say we have the same news we've been having for 10,000 years, it's true. We have bad news. Bad news exists. And I personally try to not watch as much news as possible. Does that mean I don't have compassion? No. As a triple empath, I have a lot of compassion. Mm -hmm. I could let myself go down the rabbit hole. Oh my God, let me see how many were shot. Let's send energy to all of those. I will just in my mind, just send a ball of energy that way. It's like, let's just, let's just like transmute that. Let's just send as much love as we can. Love for that situation. But do I need to go, is it in my best interest or in the best interest of the situation for me to go down that rabbit hole and go into a negative spiral fear-based thinking about that like oh my god what if that were my children there what was what is you know it's just like this thinking so you have to find your level of engagement of mm -hmm. offering compassion and healing but then i'm not going to go sinking down with the bad news because guess what there's bad news every second 24 7. there is there are people getting massacred all over the world and this is this is the guidance that i gave my friend and client you know, there is, there is bad, there's people being massacred all over the world, but because you're not, because the news isn't presenting you that, 
you're not tuning into that frequency because she's like, as an empath, how can I cope with this? But whatever happens in our world, whatever contrast, whether it's a mass shooting, children were getting killed at school, sounds like the very worst thing that can happen, right? Sounds like the very worst thing that can happen. Or some politician you don't agree with, or some atrocity, some, you know, war that's happening on the world. With everything that happens to us, people are shooting out, as Esther Hicks would say, rockets of desires for a better world, right? There's got to be a better way. There has to be more peace. We, people have to be more kind. What's wrong with this idiot? We need better health care. We need better mental care. Like there are just rockets shooting out for desires for a better world. And as light workers, as difference makers and new world teachers, our job is to stay focused on that vision, that better world. Beautifully said, Karen. Yeah, because that's what we're doing. That's what you're doing. That's why you're spending your whole life putting on a festival. Girl, I know what it's like to put on a festival. I put on a big Peace Day festival here in Sydney in 2014 with uh, Deborah Shepherd from Embrace Life. And uh, we really wanted to we really wanted to make peace day known because you know i think a day of global peace so the jeremy gillies vision with peace day was to have a day of non-violence and ceasefire across the world that was his vision wow. and uh so he just said one day where the world where the globe is focused on non-violence and just that everyone around the world put down their arms for one day just put down your war for one day so we put on this big festival to promote it. And so I know what it's like to put on a festival. <laughs> it's a lot. It's say, a lot. I will say I have a good team and this is very guided. So I just try and stay quiet, listen to the guidance and, and deliver the product. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love that you're doing that because you're, I just feel like you're like me. You're using your guidance in so many ways, not just to put out a vlog or a blog or a book but to you know do events do festivals and to support other people who are doing it absolutely that's what we, i do I, yeah. I work with a lot of other festival producers and we mastermind and what's amazing is i found that so many people are willing to share their information um that's my next call i'm getting on is a group of mastermind people who are other festival producers and we actually share how to get things done and so much happens when people combine forces and i see absolutely. that happening a lot more Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, well, I'd like to get in on that call because I'd love to do the Conscious Media Festival in Sydney. I've got this vision. So since 2014, you know, where I just lost stacks of money and we did it all wrong because it was my first major festival. You know, we needed about five or 10,000 people there. We got about 1,200. And so we just... Yeah, but we hired out the whole Bondi Pavilion, which was $10,000. Like we had this whole... We had a whole... We had workshops, we had music, we had speakers, we had stalls, we had everything. We had a movie thing and we had it all going on, right? We had a big vision and we probably should have started off a little smaller. But I, my vision hasn't got smaller and I'm just thinking Conscious Media Festival. I'm just loving that because there's so many amazing conscious musicians and that, you know, people forget that music is such a powerful way to deliver a message to the world. Well, we got, uh, Michael Tellinger did the Conscious Music Festival this year. He did it in last month. Did you go? United States, yes. So I'm doing the Conscious Media Festival. He did the Conscious Music Festival. So those are both, I don't know how his turned out, but I know he was working. So Michael Tallinger from Ubuntu, the South African guy, 
Okay, yeah. I missed that one. Yeah. I'll have to. I'll have to check. Music festival. We were promoting it for him. Cool. And he's promoting yours. Is he one of your speakers? No, not this year. Our theme okay. is so I'm very specific about the theme. I custom tailor my message and every speaker so that it works for that. So we're going to be working in unity consciousness, actually seeding all of the new industries that are building new earth. So very specific. Last year, our theme was a conscious broadcaster, how to pick your platform, how to get your voice out there, how to shine better, how to amplify, how to network. And so this year we're moving on to building new earth. Also last year, our theme was a lot of disclosure with Corey Good. We gave him an award. And this year we're, we're like, we're in a post disclosure world now. So we're, we are moving forward in a, in a fifth dimensional reality. Well, for some, definitely for some, you know, there are people just catching up and um, post-disclosure world. I love that. Yeah. It's already happened post-disclosure yeah. world, but for some, you know, for some, I tell you what, I look at my brother, I speak about this because he's a completely galactic being, absolutely galactic. He, as a kid, like as an eight year old, he would take the television apart and put it back together because he wanted to see how it worked. You know, he's wow. just technology. So he has this new job, you know, he's sort of like on the wrong side of 50 and he's worked all his life in the corporate world and done the whole and supported the family and the private schools and everything. He's completely entrenched in that third dimensional paradigm. He has this crazy sister that talks about all this stuff, but he's just so not awake. So I think of him, you know, he's there, he's right there and he's so asleep and all this fifth dimensional stuff, I don't know, he'd need to be, he needs to sort of slide into it. You know, awakening can happen abruptly or it can happen a little bit, but a little bit. Yep. You're going to say something. And as a conscious person, as a conscious teacher that you are, you said you're a teacher of teachers. So you, mm. you have a very refined person, you know who you're talking to and you meet people where they're at. And as far as your brother, you know, maybe for him, that is, he'll get inspired by a church message or a song or something, you know, everyone, everyone will find a teacher at their level. Yeah. No one can speak to all levels. There's teachers for beginners. There's teachers for enlightened people. You know, you just stick with what you're, what you know. Yeah. And, and that's it. And then we, we can't meet, meet every person where they're at. It's like, yeah, totally. You're, it doesn't sound like you're a, you were meant to be a teacher for beginners. It sounds like you're more advanced. If you're operating fully under all of your, you know, company of heaven guidance, you're, you're not at the level where you're going <laughs> to, Hey, you know, let's see what would be the, what would be a, a very early waking up sign. Just becoming aware of consciousness, just becoming energy, just beginning to feel your energy as an energetic being. And, you know, maybe you enter through Reiki or massage or healing. You're just, you know, maybe that's your entry point, but everyone will find their own. You just have to trust that. And it's, and it is exponentially increasing on the planet. So you don't have to worry about it so much. And just, just speak to the people that you like to speak to, Karen. And that's beautiful. Oh, I do. Yeah, I do. I'm, and as I say, the people that are attracted to this show are, are the New World teachers. They are, or they're awakening, but their awakening is like quick because they have, they have a message. Super fast. Millennials are coming. I, I love working with millennials. They're just, they have so much hardware already built into their bodies. They're having third eye activations very rapidly. They're using plant medicine. And, and new ways that are that are increasing their awakening and yeah they're not take they're not spending 20 years meditating like the way showers and, no you know, exactly everyone's everyone's got their role it's, it's all perfectly designed it is okay well let's get into the festival 
So what did you say the theme was? New Earth. Sorry, I've got the fan on me. It's hot here. <laughs> well, I've got five minutes. I'm going to go really quick through five minutes. the festival. So what would you like to know? It's a whole festival. First of all, let me invite everyone to ConsciousMediaFestival.com. And so that's on the website. Everything is on there. Our theme is Building New Earth. Building um, would you like to know the speakers we're having or what would you like yeah. to Yeah, who are the speakers? So Friday night, it will be, we're having a galactic ball on Friday night Ooh. with a red carpet interview about consciousness, which is going to be super exciting. And then I will be speaking as well as with Regina Meredith of Gaia TV, star of Open Minds. And then on Saturday morning, we're going to be open with Lee Harris of Lee Harris Energy to ignite the thought leaders. And that will be followed by Regina Meredith interviewing the Z's who Lee channels. Then we're going to go from there to our cryptocurrency panel. That'll be Stan Larimer. He was the godfather of BitShares. Michael Taggart with Cryptonomex. Tony Lane Casserly. That's just going to be incredible. That's going to be where consciousness and money meet. And that will be a snapshot of where we are right now because, as we know, this industry is changing dramatically. Mm -hmm. Then, um, after lunch, we have Dan Winter, the physicist who lives in Paris. Mm -hmm. He's going to be talking about enlightenment engineering and all the things he's building about coherent fields, measuring enlightenment and measuring coherence. He's just like super dynamic. Are you familiar with Dan Winter? Yeah, for sure. He's been around forever. I've been in this I conscious thing for like 30 years and he was around back then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And after that, we have, um, we have Alexander Mazzoni. He's going to be talking about sacred geometry and Metatron's mm -hmm. cube. After that, we have perfecting your platform. That's for those of you who still don't know exactly what you want to do. And we will be live streaming that hour. And that's going to be, I'll be moderating. And that's a panel with experts on creating viral videos, um, how to do a podcast, mm -hmm. um, how to create, uh, we have a, a Nike branding expert on there, how to find your audience. So, and Joe Martina with Collective Evolution. So that's a super exciting uh, <clears throat> panel that will be going on. And then after that, we have Daniel Pinchback, who wrote the book, How Soon Is Now? And he'll be interviewed. Mm -hmm. And then we break. We have a big tribal dance party with Golden Dawn Orchestra that night. Fabulous. And Sunday, we wake up and sacred. So Saturday, we get all kinds of inspiration, information. Sunday, we go deep. We start with sound healing meditation. We do Sandra Walter's global meditation. Sandra Walter will be there herself. And then she will be conducting a, a new earth in the now creation. So we'll break up into groups. She'll be facilitating that with Matt Belair, which is going to be amazing. And... And then we'll have a launch out into the world to all spread everything we've learned to create it, all the new people we've met, all the new, it's just like, it's like things just ex exponentially explode into new geometries like it did last year. And so that's the festival. And that's so is it over two days? It's three so, days. Three days. Wow. Okay. Big festival. And music, have you got conscious music? Yeah, we have our, our, our galactic ball party. We have several musicians. Um, sun, Saturday is our big Golden Dawn Orchestra, but we are not a music festival. We're a consciousness festival. So the music festival is where you provide, like it's a big party scene, usually outside in nature. We are not that. Mm. We are in AT&T Center in Palazzo Lavaca in these really nice venues meeting connecting i mean we're a galactic level networking event so we, we facilitate that and we also all do the same things together it's not like oh, i'm going to do this at three and this at four and then i'm going to do this at two no we all 
is designed one experience together. Friday night is the family reunion. Saturday, we all go to school. Sunday, we create. And we're all in it together. We're eating together. We're partying together. And it's, it really builds an incredible whole new tribe. Okay, so instead of having like a few different speakers happening all at the same time, it's like everyone's in it together. I like that. I actually like that. Yeah. So everyone's getting the same experience. And just, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, that, would be a, that would be a decision we would make next year if we wanted to do that, more like the Conscious Life Expo where there's yeah. a choice of all these speakers. Um, I kind of like how we do it now because, because it's just rich that way. It makes a family community. Yeah. It makes you much more community-minded. And it's just like doing it all together. It's like, and also when you have the different choices, you don't want to miss anything. Like, yeah, it's hard exactly. to choose. You get yeah. FOMO. I want to go to this, but I really want to hear that guy. So, so we're going to keep it this way. We have a very, we have a very niche festival and the people that are into it are really into it. And they're the content creators and we are designed for the creators. And so we're not trying to be, you know, 20,000 people. We're just like, Let's give the creators what they need to put more conscious content out. Fabulous. Yeah. yeah. It sounds fantastic. I'd love to, I was going to come over, but I'm not going to get there. Oh, Cause it's like, no, I'm not going to get there. I've got too much on. Uh, but I'd love to, you know, watch some streaming and yeah, I'd love you to come down under in a couple of years, maybe 2020 come down to I'd Sydney. I'm going to disconnect because of the, the live streaming. I want to send you that link of all of our live streaming that day, because you're going to want to, you can share that to your network. Sure. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. I know you have to go. I could talk to you all day. I didn't cover half of what I wanted to cover. But anyway, you're a busy gal. I'm a busy gal. So thank you. Thank you so much. Much love to you and everything you're doing and all the consciousness you're spreading and your beautiful light. It's really a pleasure to meet you and to know you. Oh, same to you, darling one. Much love to you and all that you're doing. You're doing an incredible job, an incredible job. I just love it. I was just going to ask, you know, are you going to, cause like you're an amazing channel. This is what happens when you become the facilitator. People forget that you're actually an incredible channel yourself, you know, that you're bringing through everything that you're interviewing and supporting other people you're bringing through as well. Are you going to be channeling? Cause you're an amazing channel too. Thank you, Karen. Thank you for acknowledging that. I really appreciate that. Well, you know, yeah. We're looking in the mirror, girl. But are you going to be channeling at the uh, event? Well, I've been channeling this new being known as her, who's a collective group of ascended lady masters. And I might. I'll yeah. be doing something. And I, I'm really the ambassador for this. So I've been, my, my role with this is to be the ambassador, to get these people together and to bring them together in the physical and to keep a really pure space for this to happen. Yeah. And the level of the speakers we have, you know, Sandra Walter, Lee Harris, Regina Merritt, we have really conscious people. So my, my role is to stay in divine neutrality and deliver this pure experience. So mm -hmm. that in itself is holding a lot of divine space. Mm -hmm. And then throughout the year, I do lots of channeling. I, like I said, I have two new books coming out and I'll probably be doing more of the her channeling, which I'm really enjoying. And uh, so we'll see what happens. Beautiful. Yeah. All right, we'll have a blast and um, hopefully I can catch up with you maybe next year. Well, are you going to have it same time, same space channel, same space place that next year? Yes. Austin, Texas around March next year. Exactly. Great. Cool. Thank you, Thanks Karen. Again. It's a pleasure. Bye. Bye. 
Wow, wasn't Giselle fantastic? The Conscious Media Festival just loved it. Didn't really mean to have the first show kick off with, you know, promoting a festival, but I just love her vision. And it's so funny what's happened this year. Where are we? Mid February, and about half a dozen people that I had lined up for the show couldn't make it. Uh, definitely Kerry Hummingbird, who I was supposed to be speaking with a couple of days ago. That was my fault. My internet just went down, took me a whole day to get my internet back on. And then a beautiful Buddhist uh, nun I was supposed to be speaking to, Ayaya Yesha, was supposed to be on yesterday, but she's not in Australia yet. She's still traveling from India. So it's just been interesting. So Giselle was the first one for the year. Let, let me know what you thought about our conversation. Let me know if you want to know about more crypto and what cryptocurrency is all about. It's the first time I've spoken cryptocurrency on the show, even though I've been completely entrenched in it for the last four months, I suppose, and thinking about it and exploring it for the last couple of years, but not really understanding what it's all about. It really is like the internet changed our world. It really is changing our world and creating a more connected a more peer-to-peer, enlightened, empowered world. It's just about empowering humanity. It's, you know, no longer do corporations or banking corporations hold the balance of power. We can now put that power back in the hands of the people, which some people will do terrible things with it and some people will do amazing things with it. Like there's an incredible person called Elizabeth, what's her name? Elizabeth Rossello, I think her name is, who has a business using cryptocurrency to get money into places like Africa because in Africa there's so much corruption and the banks and the governments just hold so much power that trying to actually funnel resources into places like Africa and parts of Asia and and different parts of uh, Eastern Europe has been almost impossible. But cryptocurrency is making it possible because it's a peer-to-peer money system where you can transfer your money into a cryptocurrency, transfer it over to somebody, and then they can transfer it back into their currency. So it's a way of exchanging energy across our planet, which is just beautiful. So there's incredible change makers, difference makers, and new world teachers using this technology to create a fairer, more humane, kinder, more peaceful world. And that's what's happening inside that space. And that's what we're doing as light workers, as difference makers, as new world teachers, where first of all, we're starting, as Giselle said, with ourselves and creating a more peaceful, kinder world in here, in our hearts, in our minds, in our body. And then we extend that out to humanity because we have to be the peace. We have to be what we want to see in the world, as I think it was quoted that Gandhi said that. We have to be it. So there is incredible technology hitting our planet right now that's allowing us to facilitate that more for people that do not have access to things like finances and banking systems. It was interesting. I was having a conversation with somebody about this at the beginning of last year about mobile phones and I'm saying but surely you know poor people farmers in India or Africa they don't have a mobile phone and they were saying actually yes they do they value their mobile phones over a house or even having something to eat because it gives them access to an internet and communication that can help them build their business if they're a farmer or whatever they're doing and so with more mobile phones on the planet than there are actually people this enables something like this cryptocurrency to happen because your bank is now in your phone. It's fascinating. 
So let me know if you want to know more about it. And coming up, oh, we've got a whole lot of new people coming up this year. Obviously, the book's coming out, so I'm going to be interviewing people about the book, which is called Awakened by Death, the death experience being people's awakening journey. One of the, one of the stories in the book is Scarlett Lewis, whose son was gunned down just like what happened recently. I actually don't know anything about it. Giselle's the first one to tell me that it was a shooting in a school because I know that someone online said she's upset about the shooting, but I didn't hear where, where the shooting was. But in the book, Scarlett Lewis's six-year-old son, Jesse, was gunned down in a shooting, mass shooting in a school, and she started a movement called I Choose Love. And so good things come out of tragedy I mean, when you understand that there is no death and that we just return to the pure, positive, liquid love that, you know, is us, that made us, that we just return to the spirit side where we have a whole lot of new choices where we go next, even though there's not even a next because there's no such thing as time over there, but we return to a great place. When you know that, you know, the tragedy of death doesn't seem so bad. And then there's all these rockets that shoot out of us when tragedies happen and for Scarlet. She was at Jessie's funeral and she started to think about the shooter. And she thought it was just an angry thought in that young man's head that nobody ever taught him how to get over an angry thought. And that angry thought grew and grew and grew until it turned into an action where he picked up a rifle and went into a school and shot 28 fifth graders, I think it is, six-year-olds, five-year-olds, and eight teachers. And it was just an angry thought, but nobody taught him how to get over an angry thought and transform it into a loving thought. So she started a movement to teach people how to do that called the Choose Love Foundation. And now she's going into schools and she's reminding children how to transform their angry thoughts. Because usually children's angry thoughts are the angry thoughts of their parents. And then they bring it to the school ground and they start fighting with each other or bullying with each other. But maybe... Nobody ever taught them that you don't have to follow an angry thought, that you can actually change an angry thought. And changing an angry thought is as easy as breathing. So good things can come out of tragedy. And if we focus on what comes out of the tragedy instead of focusing on the tragedy, then that's how we become the change makers of our world. As Giselle said, focus on new earth. New earth is a place where tragedies like that don't have to happen to remind us how to create a new world. We can create out of love or we can create out of fear. But creation is who we are. We are genius creators, all of us. But do we need these horrific reminders to launch rockets of desires for a better world? Or can we create a better world just through technology and through love and through inspiration instead of creating a better world through tragedy? That's where we're headed. That's the new earth. So. Let me know if you've got some fabulous ideas and how you're creating your new world. Leave your comments and I look forward to hearing from you. Love you all. Thanks again for tuning in. See you soon. Bye for now. Thanks so much for joining us for another enlightened conversation on Accentuate the Positive. If you would like spiritual guidance from my guides, Blissful Beings, go to karenswain.com 
for a reading or to listen to more enlightened thought leaders share their wisdom, go to the listen page on karenswain.com and choose who you want to listen to. All the podcasts are also available on iTunes. Remember to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, you name it, we're there. Until next time, bye for now. If you feel like that's what you want